Hello and welcome to the Just Skimming the Surface podcast. I'm your host, Wesley W. Skim Milk Skim. I'm here with Megan today. We're going to talk about some sustainability, educational philosophy, and music education stuff today. So hi, Megan. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> so you have a Instagram account where you kind of talk about just living green mm-hmm. and different tips for anyone who wants to follow that. Can you tell me more about like what inspired you to start that? Uh... Well, I've always been super passionate about the environment and kind of educating people on small ways that we can change our lives to benefit the planet more. And actually, my mom told me that I should start a blog. And I was like, okay. blog is kind of old-fashioned, but maybe an Instagram. Okay. So it was, I think, last winter break or last Thanksgiving break one time when I was home last year. And I started it. And yeah, it's kind of grown since then. And it's pretty great. And what's it called again? It's called Loving Our Earth. There's underscores between each wor- each of those words. Okay, yeah. so I'll just yeah. share a link with uh, when I post this. Okay, great. But, um, yeah, no, that's really cool. And you said it's growing. So, like, yeah. how many people that follow it do you not know at all? Um, actually, a decent amount. I'd say maybe a third of really? my followers I, I don't know. But I use, try to use a lot of hashtags to get the posts out there more so I think that's what that's from yeah but that's great that I'm like reaching more people outside of my little home here in Illinois yeah would you say that um the Instagram is really more uh, accessible to different people than a blog would be or I think so yeah because I I feel like a lot more people are on Instagram it's definitely one of the more popular social media sites and yeah because I use all those hashtags to get the posts out there in different realms of Instagram and of course my account is on public so even if, even if people don't follow me they can see all my posts. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What are some of your top posts would you say that a lot of people seem to react to? A lot of people like when I talk about uh, reusable Starbucks cups because mm-hmm. everybody, most people love Starbucks, Starbucks. <laughs> exactly yeah and so Starbucks is actually one of the really great companies that works um, hard to be environmentally friendly yeah, just with that. like composting like um, coffee grounds and stuff like that but they have plenty of different reusable cups oh, yeah for I've got one too. <laughs> yeah cold <laughs> drinks and hot drinks and so I post about that a lot and people always want to uh, get recipes from me for like vegan vegan or vegetarian oh, yeah, food you've got so a lot of vegan stuff too yes yeah, so, you're vegan right? yes I am okay. vegan so I've, I post about that a lot and friends are always asking me to like send the recipes and things so yeah, what are some of your favorite vegan recipes that you've posted that a lot of people seem to really enjoy? Oh, one that everybody loves. It's um, a vegan take on egg salad. It's chickpeas, um, vegan mayonnaise, peppers, onions, and then like a bunch of seasonings like garlic, salt, and okay. pepper and stuff like that. Um, but I also like adding celery. It adds this bit of like freshness and oh, yeah, makes like it like crisp. Color- yeah. yeah, and it makes it super color- colorful nice. too. So a lot of people ask me for that Chickpeas are like a go-to. Yes, they're vegans. so they just, good. They ton add of protein so and texture and just yeah. like with the, you can make them into hummus. You can make yeah. them into uh, falafel, like mm-hmm. all sorts of different There's things. so many things you can do with chickpeas. Some versatile. So. Yeah, yeah. So that one sounds pretty great. I just make a ton of it and then eat it for dinner for like a whole week. So you get some people who are kind of all about the green life and then some people who are about veganism. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some of your friends who all follow that. Yeah. So how do you balance all the different, um, different sort of audiences you have on there? Well, I always remind everyone that you don't have to do everything and change, completely uproot your life in order to be environmentally friendly mm-hmm. because, you know, veganism doesn't work for everybody. Some of my friends say, you know, either I don't really like vegetables or I just don't get enough 
protein as is. I don't eat healthy enough as is in order to like sustain myself on a vegan diet. So then I just help them find other ways to change their life um, that would benefit the environment, just like reusable bags. Um, oh, reusable bags are a big one. Yes. I always feel so bad when I forget them in, at my mm-hmm. apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, reusable produce bags too, just mm-hmm. cute little mesh bags that you can get on Amazon or Target. Um, just pretty much a lot of it revolves around grocery shopping, but yeah, um, yeah. And then straws and mm-hmm. cups. Just yes. I mean, anything you can do. Just like it's all about the little steps, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love when my friends say, "Oh, Megan, like I, I got my reusable straw today," or like they're coming in the mail, or I just got a reusable cup, and it just makes me super happy. So that you they... kind of become the go-to person. Yeah. That they're like, "I'm being green. Look at mm-hmm. me." <laughs> a lot of people like come up to me and they're like, "Is this recyclable?" And half the time it's not, and they're like, "Oh, sad." And, they, and it's like, yeah, that's something else that mm-hmm. I always see on your posts is you have a lot of guides on how to like recycle properly things recycle. properly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what are some of the common misconceptions for recycling? Well, a lot of people think that paper plates and paper cups are recyclable, mm-hmm. um, but usually they're not because they have like a plastic or wax coating on the oh, inside. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to separate those materials at recycling plants, so those are usually not recyclable. Okay. Um, and a lot of people assume they are because it has paper in the title, but yeah, because it's not 100% paper, it's not recyclable. Um, also, those kind of cardboard-like um, containers that some milk or like orange juice comes in. Yeah, those... The, yeah, I, know I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they're called, but, but yeah, cartons. they kind of look like yeah cartons, but not plastic. Uh, those are not recyclable for the mm-hmm. same reasons because it's not 100% paper. Um, and there's something to do with the food product too. Like if there's food product on yeah. the jars or in it, the yeah, carton, it contaminates everything else. You have yeah. to make sure that you're washing out everything mm-hmm. before you recycle it. But recycling policies are different in every town that you're in. So just doing some research and going on the website of your local recycling plant and figuring out what they accept yeah. is important as well because, you know, some places accept plastics one through seven and others only accept one through five, like the little yeah, numbers and the triangles and stuff. to check the little, they just yeah. look for the sign that mm-hmm. says recyclable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that usually trips them up or they'll like throw pizza boxes in the recycling and it's like still got the food all the and the crusty, grease in there. Yeah, cheese and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I know all the... The apartment complexes in normal recently had to add recycling bins. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that they're doing it properly? Because I I read that a couple of them are still holding out. Well, I know there's been a lot of talk about First Sight being super um, frustrating and not really allowing recycling at their buildings because I think they just don't want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, my apartment building got a recycling bin this semester I think maybe at the beginning of August but it's just it looks just like a regular trash can that's next to the huge dumpster so I don't think there's enough space for all of the recyclable material so I don't actually use it I still drop off all my recycling at the Walmart store on veterans they have okay um, they have a re- yeah, they recycling drop off yeah they have a drop off behind, Do most behind the stores I don't know about Walmart in particular. I, I would. This one does. Yeah, this okay. one does, and I know that Jewel on Cottage, I believe, does as well. Okay, so there's so, all sorts of different places. Yeah, there are different places you can, places bring you can them go mm-hmm. if, if your apartment doesn't offer it. Yeah, I'm glad okay. that most buildings are starting to offer there's, recycling. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. I don't think I, I trust the other people who live in my building to like use it properly. I don't. So. There's so many times yeah. I go out there and mm-hmm. it's like it straight up says, "Don't put things in a." plastic garbage bag in this receptacle and I open it up and and there's there's like 10 bags Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. 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 Some people just ruin it for everyone. I know. Yeah. Really 
upsetting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you ride a bike around campus then? I did a lot uh, my junior year. Um, mm -hmm. I still don't have a car, but I also like to take the bus because it's free for students. Yeah. And so I would take that to go grocery shopping or to the bank or pretty much anywhere. It's really convenient to get all around town. Um, I used to take it to work all the time last year. So. All right, so you definitely recommend using public transportation mm -hmm. over your own cars and stuff. Yeah, or like carpooling, carpooling if that's like always. necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't like drive to campus. I don't have a car, but you know, just walking to class and if it's down the street, do you really need to drive? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's really how necessary is it, mm -hmm. right? Some people drive if it's just two minutes away. I know. And it's <laughs> like you're just wasting gas. Yeah. It's like it's you're I mean, wasting your own money. It is so. your money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So tying it into you are a music education student. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how does um, green sort of living fit its way into your educational philosophy? Well, I've actually done a couple of presentations on how oh, to really? be yeah, an environmentally friendly teacher. Awesome. Uh, I just gave one to the National Association for Music Education chapter at ISU, which is just a bunch of music ed students pretty yeah. much. And obviously with music education, all of our music is printed on paper. And so unless you've got a really nice school district and all your kids have iPads and you can just have digital copies of the music, you're going to be using a lot of paper that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you can just change your classroom in other ways and not completely eliminate paper because that is really hard for us and all teachers as well. I mean, education is a very like consumable field, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the paper, the copying machines and everything, yes. there's just mm -hmm. so much. I feel like there's a lot of waste that can be avoided. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, what are what are your some ideas to um, sort of avoid wasting all this product? Well, one thing that I can think of off the top of my head is permission forms. If you have to send any kind of form or informational things home with your kids, try to just send an email to the parents or post it on if you have like a class website. Um, I know a lot of school districts have something that's similar to Reginet, but yeah. for parents to like check grades and things like that. So posting online rather than sending paper home with the kids because odds are the kids are going to lose it or forget oh, yeah, to definitely. give it to their parents anyway. So Oh, it's just going to wind up in the trash anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So cutting that out would help reduce paper. Um, avoiding making copies of music because one, that's illegal. <laughs> and two, it's again just wasting paper. So trying to take good care of class copies of the music and then reusing it every year and mm -hmm. not just making copies and throwing them away. Um, this would be, this other one is geared more towards elementary schools who use a lot of markers, but Crayola actually accepts like old dead markers oh, back wow. to recycle. Yeah, it's called Crayola Color Cycle and they give you a shipping label for free so you don't have to pay for it. Okay, so you mm -hmm. just go online just mm -hmm. like as if you were returning a package or yeah, something and yeah. they, you could print off the label, tape it on there and yeah. mail it to them? I think you have to like register your school or something, but it's all free. Oh, that's so awesome. Having like a collection bin in your classroom or just several around the school is also helpful. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things you talked about in your uh, conferences or your presentations? Uh, they're all just small things, nothing super, super huge, but one is reusing old towels to make dry erase board markers. So you okay. can just cut them up into little squares and use those instead of buying the styrofoam ones, because the styrofoam ones like fall apart anyways, because yeah, they're, they're cheap and, styro yeah. and yeah, styrofoam's yeah. the worst. So using that, and I do the same thing actually um, for makeup wipes. I cut up an old hand towel and just use these little towel squares and liquid makeup remover instead of using the um, 
single wipes yeah. because that reduces so much waste. And all of these save you money usually too because yeah. you don't have to keep buying all these things. It's always yeah. like just stuff that you just wouldn't think of. Yeah. You know? Like mm -hmm. you've got old t-shirts you're just going to throw away. Exactly. But you can reuse them. make a rag or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just... Um, recycled a bunch of my old clothes to H&M because oh. they accept uh, recycled clothing. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, you can go to H&M, just bring a, a bag of uh, all your old clothes that you're looking to recycle, and they'll even give you like a, a little uh, discount coupon code for 15% off. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to have to look into that. Yeah, it's super cool. So if you have any clothes that you're looking to get rid of, yeah, H&M's a place to go. <laughs> Um, so what sort of made you decide to be a music education major? Well, I've always been involved in music. I've been in choir since elementary school, and it was always something that I enjoyed. Um, just a time to relax. All my friends were in it. And then when I got into high school, I was in show choir and magicals and acapella, and I had mm -hmm. a really awesome choir director, and he was just so much fun and, yeah, just made us all happy so it was just a really good experience and I've always loved helping people and volunteering and so just kind of combining the two led yeah. me to choose music education. What what makes music education different from the other education programs here at ISU? Because I know there's a lot. Oh <laughs> yeah, D um, well for here at ISU, well for one, we don't get as much clinical experience, I think, you as think so? yeah, as other majors, uh, just because we have so many classes that we need to take, so we don't have enough time during the day to go out to different schools. Um, but with that, we are certified K through 12 band choir and orchestra, um, mm -hmm. and general music. Yeah, that really helps too. Yeah, That's which is yeah, which is great because a lot of music ed education programs, just in other schools in general, don't do that. Mm -hmm. You're either just choir or just band but we learn about everything, so that's so really, really awesome. Like we're more marketable. Just a, mm -hmm. a nice, full experience. Well-rounded, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I know there's so a few classes fun. that are different for you, too. Uh, you take uh, 210 or something like that instead of 216, uh, right? Uh, yeah, we do take teach 210. Yeah, we don't take 216, um, and I'm in 219 right now. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's another Everyone one. Takes Everyone takes 219? Okay, yeah. okay. But 210 is you're actually in a classroom, right? For 210, isn't it a clinical sort of experience class, or what exactly? Two, is 217, I think, is the music. Oh, 217, I think, is the equivalent, I suppose, of okay. 216. Um, but yeah, we do like a f formative pedagogy project, and we have to write a bunch of lesson plans and go find a class somewhere and teach them about uh, teach them. whatever central focus we choose. Oh, that's so cool. yeah, that's awesome that we get experience like that so yeah no that's awesome mm. so what inspired you to be an educator in the first place like did you know music was going to be the thing you wanted to do uh yeah i think it was around sophomore year of high school where i started thinking yeah i just love music so much and i think it was i just don't think there was a question about it i mm -hmm. never really considered anything else it was just yeah i love music and yeah helping people just teaching right yeah it's just this, awesome. is, this is obviously the answer so yeah. Cool. And mm -hmm. how has ISU treated you so far as a music student? Like, I, do you enjoy the program? I do, yeah. ISU is great. I mean, it has one of the best education programs, like, in the yeah. state, in the I nation. Mean, it's a teacher so, school. So. Exactly. <laughs> it was built for teachers. So I think that alone puts us ahead of a lot of other schools. Yeah. 
but the music program is great. I mean, there are so many amazing professors that just make it fun. And mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah, uh, Dr. Fredstrom is definitely one of the one of the best in our I've program. I've heard things about Dr. Fredstrom. Yeah, 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 he's awesome. Fun guy. <laughs> yes, he just has a way to get us to learn without us even knowing we're learning. And then, that's awesome. Yeah, I, he's magical. Really, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. So does that kind of inspire you as an educator? Mm-hmm. Do you just steal things from some of your professors? You're like, okay, yes. that's what I want to do. When exactly. I'm just taking li- little bits and pieces of everyone to make your own persona. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that the music ed track is really busy. Mm-hmm. So you yes. take a lot of classes. So yes, how do you balance do. all of that? Um, I, I feel like music students are used to being busy. Um, you know, in high school, you got your whole day of classes and then you've got rehearsals and you know, marching band practice, show choir practice oh, yeah. and everything after school. So I think just as a, a human, we are used to just go, 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 go. Um, it is really busy and it is hard to find some downtime, but I think if I did have downtime, I'd be bored. So mm-hmm. s- staying busy is, it, there's pros and cons to it, but um, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. Are you involved in a lot of extracurricular music programs then? Uh, yeah, I'm in an acapella group, so yeah. we meet yeah, <laughs> three days a week, and that's it's a fun way to like stay involved in music, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like work because mm-hmm. sometimes when music is your life and your career, it does stop being fun and it feels like a job. But acapella is it's always fun; it never feels like work. Yeah, acapella is a fun thing. Mm-hmm. So, with secondary dominance, yes, what are some of the um, fun experiences you've gotten to do that you feel grateful for? Definitely competing at ICCA is mm-hmm. amazing. Our group, we've never been super competitive. Obviously, we want to do well, but yeah. our goal has never been to win. Our goal is just to have fun and do our best and definitely meet other groups. I love meeting groups from other schools and just forming those connections just yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So do you have like a network of other people that you've met from other schools that you're able to just reach out to them and be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Like, how does that work? Is it like Facebook friends or... Uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram friends. Um, we kind of got close to one of the all-male groups at Michigan, the Michigan G-Men. And okay. So, yeah, so it's fun just having having another group that you're buddies with. Yeah, just in other another people state. in other schools mm-hmm. just doing yeah. the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What are some other experiences that you've had with secondary dominance that you really enjoyed? I love going on high school tour. Um, the first couple days of our Thanksgiving break, most high schools are still in session. So that Monday and Tuesday, we go back to a lot of our old high schools and sing for their choir classes. And mm-hmm. they get to ask us questions about acapella, college, music in college, all of that stuff. And so it's great to, you know, give a little bit of our wisdom back. Yeah, be and, able to pass that down. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm sure that really helps you as an educator too, right? Yes, absolutely. It's It's so much fun to look at the younger generation and kind of guide them towards what they want to do. So. Yeah, with music or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. What other um, extracurriculars are you involved in here, Annie? Uh, yeah, I'm in Sigma Alpha Iota, which is a professional music fraternity. It's all women, but it's technically a fraternity. Okay. And I really love that because it's a lot more chill than other Greek life organizations in the sense that the time commitment isn't terrifying and it's not you know, incredibly expensive or anything, but it's a mix of music majors and non-music majors, but our 
common love and passion is music. And so that's great because it's just something that binds us all together in the yeah. sisterhood. That's so awesome. That's is it kind of like PMA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. PMA is like our brother organization. Okay. Yeah. Not technically. Both fraternities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And they're all guys who are um, all female. And so we do a lot of stuff together. Um, and TBS is the is another music organiz- uh, Greek organization, but those that's for instrumentalists. Okay. But we try to have a good Greek, music Greek community yeah. and do stuff together like kickball and potlucks and stuff. So that's super fun. Different community events, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the experiences you're looking forward to when you go off to be a teacher? That's a good question. Um, I'm really excited to, this is just, sounds so basic but I'm really just excited to have my own classroom mm-hmm. and be able to structure it the way that I want and the way that I know could benefit my kids and I'm really excited to start choosing rep for my uh, hopefully middle school choir that's what I think I want to you teach want to is middle, middle school. school yeah awesome. um, a lot of people look at me and think I'm crazy when I say <laughs> I want to teach middle school but um, my philosophy is I guess that that's a really crazy time for a lot of people because you know bodies are changing life is getting crazy and so I think they need that stability of a Mm -hmm. teacher that really cares about them and music music classrooms are usually always a safe safe place and so I want to be that for those kids yeah it's a safe place creative Mm -hmm. outlet that's always useful for those students Mm -hmm. so what you were saying that uh, you want to have a classroom tailored for your teaching style so mm-hmm. what it, what exactly do you think that is what is my teaching yeah. style yeah oh man I don't think I've ever really thought about like my own personal style well let's try um, to visualize like yeah. your 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 future classroom what, mm-hmm. what do you see it looking like I want it to be I want it to be comfortable and not like everyone has to sit in rows or sit in their voice part specifically mm-hmm. because I think labeling people by their voice part I think is very like um, in not inclusive um, okay and so I want to I just want it to be a friendly comfortable place for everybody you know mixing all the students around having them try different voice parts and not only keeping them on in one specific place, letting them just try a bit of everything to figure out what they want. Because I think a lot of the times, you know, choir director will be like, oh, you're you're a tenor, so you're only going to sing tenor because you have a high range for it or something. Mm -hmm. And then that kid misses out on singing alto or, you know, soprano or bass or doing anything else or playing guitar as an accompaniment for the choir. And so just having different opportunities for all of my kids and not... Um, sticking them to this label, I guess, in yeah. music. So, yeah. so you definitely see yourself as a choir teacher, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no band, no, no orchestra? <laughs> um, technically, I will be certified to teach band and orchestra, but that's not where my heart lies. So definitely choir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that draws from your experience being in choirs? Yeah, yeah. I've, I was in band in um, elementary school and middle school, and that was a lot of fun. But I definitely, choirs is my number one so Mm. so what are you scared for for teaching classroom management makes me nervous like what do I do if the kids start fighting or what do I do if they don't stop talking but a lot of that comes from 
setting a structure and setting those classroom procedures from day one so they know what to expect when they come into the classroom mm -hmm. because kids crave structure maybe not necessarily rules and being yeah. told no but <laughs> knowing knowing what's going on um, is really important for them and yeah. so making those procedures known from the first day will help hopefully combat all of that definitely so going from there what are some of your tips for uh, some of the younger music education students or people going into music education for from your experience in the field? Being open to new opportunities. I think uh, a lot of people come into college saying, oh, I want to be a high school band director or a high school choir director, and they don't want to teach general music or middle school or college or community choir or anything like that, but just being being open to, to changing your mind about a lot of things. Yeah, when you're in fine arts fields, you gotta be open for that. Exactly. <laughs> Theater's the same way. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. So yeah, just being open-minded. Okay, any other tips or uh, tricks? Tips or tricks. Um, <laughs> I think this goes for pretty much college students in general, but taking gen ed classes over the summer uh, or just online, because for music especially, our schedules are so crazy. And so when you have to practice for juries and memorize all of your music for whatever ensemble you're in, you're not going to want to take that hour and go to Geology 102. Oh, so yeah. so mm -hmm. getting, getting that out of the way over the summer it was definitely uh, something that helped me out a lot because I'm not taking any gen eds this semester, which is so nice. Cause oh, I think that if sounds I, fantastic. Yeah, I think <laughs> if I was, I would probably not be going. No, I'm taking so. one right now. And it's just like, wow, like yeah. senior year, last semester, and, and I'm in a gen, gen ed, ed yeah. with a bunch of freshmen. <laughs> yeah, so getting those out of the way, if, if not over the summer, just squeezing them into your freshman and sophomore year would definitely be beneficial because when you're getting into all those major classes and you're getting close to graduation, yeah, you're not going to be wanting mm. to sit in a math class or anything. So I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could go back and talk to yourself, back when you first decided that music education was what you wanted to do, what would you tell yourself sophomore oh, year? Wow. I know that's a hard question. Yeah, that's, that's really getting me, getting me thinking. That it's all gonna work out. Because college is, that's so cliche, but college is full of ups and downs, just in life in general. But I think if I could let my little high school, sophomore year self, know that everything's gonna work out fine and it's all gonna be okay and just have that little, little glimmer of hope in my mind as I go through freshman through junior year of, of college that I'll end up in the place that I'm supposed to be. That'll be my guiding light, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else music related that you wanted to talk about? Going to conferences um, is definitely just have been one of the highlights of my college career. Um, I'm involved in the National Association for Music Education and NAFME. the NAFME and the American Choral Directors Association or ACDA okay. and going to those different conferences has been amazing, a wonderful learning experience and I've gotten to meet so many other educators that are out in the field right now making those connections, networking is super important when you're in college. Um, the ACDA summer retreat is always so much fun. It's hosted at ISU in late June and you get a huge stack of music and you get to just sing with a bunch of different choir teachers yeah. and just talk to them and learn from people who are out there 
doing it right right then so yeah no conferences are some of the best sort yeah. of like conferences conventions whatever you can do to network yeah. mm-hmm. there's all sorts of ones for theater too and it's I just bet, like yeah. any of those experiences have been great yeah because you that's where you learn the stuff that you don't learn in class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you can only get physical experience if you go out exactly and go out and actually it. do it right <laughs> yeah, yeah. So going to conferences is great. What are some good music resources that you have for music educators or music people? Uh, I'm just going to go back to conferences. I mean, I've gotten so much rep uh, repertoire from different conferences. Going to uh, IMEC in January, that's the uh, ILMEA All-State Convention. If you were ever in choir, you uh, probably did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. and that's one, you just get a ton of music from there, but also you're learning a lot about specific things in music ed, like kids with special needs in your music classes or kids with disabilities, um, learning how to structure your class in a just completely different way from the norm is just a bunch of other different workshops and seminars for things like that. At conferences, you learn a whole lot. Um, Teachers Pay Teachers is a website just for any education major, and I think that's um, a super good resource to find things that other teachers are using in their classrooms, and you can go on there and buy them off of them and use them in your own classroom. And another teacher um, who spoke at an ACDA meeting this past week told us about Donor's Choice, which is where you can go on. Donor's Choice? Yeah, I hadn't heard about this, but you can go on this website and write a proposal for like a set of ukuleles or a specific kind of instrument or some other kind of resource that you need in your classroom. Okay. And these donors can go in and like... So it's like Kickstarter. Yeah, and like okay. donate to, to your cause and they can fund whatever project you need. Yeah, that's so, really awesome. Yeah, wow, so... There's all sorts of stuff for teachers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So people want to help you. Mm-hmm. So just going out there and finding those people is what you need to do. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Do you see yourself doing any sort of presentations at any more conferences? I think so. I think that'd be really awesome to have a, a presentation at at IMAC. That's the big, huge conference every year. And so doing a presentation about like environmentally friendly teaching would be a goal down the line. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about today? Um... I think just a tip is to be more conscious about, this is for the environmental side, is to just be more conscious about the choices that you're making and realizing the the waste you're producing and how you can kind of prevent that is just an easy first step. Just being self-aware, I yeah. think, is is the first step to, to making changes in your life and that it's not as daunting as everybody may think it is because when people talk to me about you know, how do I be more environmentally conscious? And I say, oh, go vegan or think about going vegan. They get, they or get scared. Go vegetarian. Or even go vegetarian. Exactly. It's like, oh, that's scary. They don't want to do that because it is a big it's a life, life change. It is mm-hmm. a big life change. But even just doing meatless Mondays or only eating chicken and turkey is a, and like cutting out red meat, mm-hmm. um, just all of the small things add up so much. And that goes for education too. Um, so yeah. 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 Do your research and do your research try and things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Aware. Try everything. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Megan. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And with that, we are just skimming the surface. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. 
Don't forget to like W Skim Milk on Facebook and to check out WSkimmilk.com for more about me. This has been Wesley W Skim Milk Skim. Have a great night.